This is a missions conference. Missions is when Christians pray and give and go to take the gospel to others who in many cases have never heard. And uh, sometimes you have to go across culture that's not your own culture to be able to do that. And I have some pictures for you from Japan. And these are different pictures that are going to teach you, but all of us, something about missions. And so what you see here is that to a foreign visitor, you might think that all Japanese women wear kimonos like this lady is wearing, but actually they don't. It's a very special um, outfit that women wear to funerals and to weddings and to things like that. It's a very long-standing garment that Japanese women wear. These are Japanese words. They look a little different than our words, don't they? And we might wonder, what are those words saying? Are they giving a secret message? Are they giving um, some kind of, of to do with the government? Well, actually, these particular words are talking about a, not a prayer, not an advertisement, but it's on the wall of a Buddhist temple. Most Japanese people worship Buddha, not the true God. And this is on the outside of a Buddhist temple. And probably these are the last names of persons who've donated money to that particular Buddhist temple. The next slide is a person that's probably a college-age student. We don't know her name, but she's a Japanese. It looks like a young adult, maybe an older teenager. And you can see that even in Japan, when someone gets a camera pointed at them, they can go like that, which may be a way of saying, cheese, smile. So that's what she's doing in that picture. So I should mention before we move off this slide that students like this young lady really, really, really want to learn to speak English because English is the language of the world where they can get jobs and move away from Japan if they're going to do that. And our own Michael Worrell, Pastor Worrell and Mrs. Worrell's second son, Michael, he is in Japan right now and has been for quite some time teaching English as a second language to persons like this young lady. So you want to remember him in prayer. The next slide is that Japanese people, generally speaking, really value harmony and order and cleanliness in their lives. And so they live close to each other in apartments and uh, houses, some, some cases, and they have, the neighbors are very close to each other. So this gentleman is burning some of the refuse from his yard work, and he's doing that because he wants a harmonious, tidy property. That's very important to him and his neighbors, that he will look after the garden waste like he's doing right there. The other thing for Japanese people, appearances are very important how they appear, how they're dressed, um, how their house or apartment looks, uh, their workstation at their jobs. They want it to be tidy so that it's impressive that they're keeping things that they do in good order. The next picture is a very interesting thing. You can see it's a Japanese gentleman on a bench. And do you see anything on his feet? Socks, right? Does he have any shoes on his feet? No, because that's a common Japanese way to relax. Japanese men and women, they'll take their shoes off and either have bare feet or sock feet, especially when they go into someone else's house. They take their shoes off to keep the house clean out of respect. So 
missionaries who go to Japan have to take notice of all these different ways that Japanese people are different probably than they are as missionaries, and they have to try to accommodate, to go along with things they can go along with to earn a hearing for the gospel. If you don't accommodate someone's culture, you say, well, I'm American or I'm Bahamian, I don't take my shoes off, then people won't be listening to the gospel as much as if you take your shoes off when you are in the park and on a bench, for instance. Because the heart of missions, we're going to learn this this week, the heart of missions is love. And so if I love you all, and I do, and I could get closer to you and tell you more about Jesus by watching how you like to do things, then I will, because the heart of missions is love. The next slide, Japanese culture is very old, but it's also very new. What you have there is rice a rice paddy that grows rice, the green. And what's behind the green? What do you see? Houses or apartments. The modern is mixing with the old. Now, the people who live in those apartments, they all like, like to eat rice, but many of them have no idea how rice is grown because maybe it was their great-grandfather that was a rice farmer, and they don't really know much about growing rice. They know about eating rice. So that's a picture that shows you the old of Japan, the farming for rice, and the new of Japan, which is the housing that you can see in the background. Now, the next slide is a slide of maybe a father, maybe a son. I don't know for sure, but they're in a bike shop, a bicycle shop, right, where they sell bicycles and where they repair bicycles, Because so many Japanese people ride bicycles to school, ride bicycles to the store, ride bicycles to their friend's house, ride bicycles to the park. Lots of Japanese people use bicycles. So these young men are probably kept very busy repairing bikes so that people can do all those things. Now in Japan, there's a value put on a son or a daughter doing what the father of the family did. So maybe that is a father teaching his son how to repair bicycles. I don't know for sure, but that wouldn't be surprising if that was the case. But one thing I want you to know that's sad, and when you pray for Japan, I hope that you'll remember this. The Japanese young people, your age even, and older, they feel a lot of pressure in life, a lot of pressure to get high grades, very high grades. Their parents push them to get high grades, their teachers, their friends, and so on. Why? Because they want to get off, off of Japan's islands to maybe study in the United States or some other country in Europe, and that takes high grades. But you know what? It's really, really sad, and this is where I hope you'll pray, that there are some young Japanese children your age that are so stressed out about the pressures on school they get depressed and they give up. And they are so sad they can't do a lot of things because they have a depression. And if it gets bad enough, some Japanese children who become young adults even take their own lives. That's very sad. They need Jesus. But as you think about Japan, pray for the Japanese children your age that they'll find that their acceptance and their worth is not in just what they can study and do at school, although that's okay, but their their real worth and value is in Jesus Christ, and that'll take a lot of pressure off of them. The next slide. Well, 
we see that in every country, right? Those are Japanese young people on their devices. You see they've got their earbuds. You see they're using their devices. Uh, devices are full of uh, all over Japan, just like they're all over the Bahamas or other countries. And when you want to reach Japanese kids and adults that are on their devices like we are, because the heart of missions is love, you lovingly try to figure out how can you get the truth about Jesus onto devices with uh, internet web pages or um, Facebook, social media. And so the missionaries that are in Japan now are working and praying to be able to do that. So the Japanese children that love their devices like we all do will hear and see about Jesus Christ. Now, churches in Japan are few and far between. And there would probably not be many churches in Japan with as many believers as are gathered here today because largely the Japanese person without Jesus doesn't think Jesus is important at all. And if I give you the next slide, you can see, um, well, that's a guy having good lunch. That's ramen. That's noodles. And uh, college students eat ramen noodles often, and so do I. I love ramen noodles. The next slide, that is a sushi bar. Now, this is a cool sushi bar. Do you see the conveyor belt in there? Do you see a conveyor belt moving the plates? When you go to this sushi restaurant, we don't have a lot of sushi fans down here. One little girl's going. (laughs) The uh, conveyor belt takes the plates around, and you sit, and the plates go all around you where you're seated. And when you see a plate of sushi you would like to eat, you take it off the conveyor belt, and you eat it. And you can eat as many plates of sushi as you're tummy can take, but then the waitress comes to your table after you've eaten, and she looks at the size of the plate in front of you that's cleaned up, and she charges based on whether you had a small order of something, medium or a large. So that's pretty interesting, isn't it? I'm told that sushi is a healthy food for people to eat. This, this man, this man, he is delivering hot food. Because Japanese people, like lots of other people, don't want to go out to a restaurant. When they work a long day at their job, they want to stay in their apartment, but they want maybe not to cook that night. So they order whatever they're going to order. And this man on his motorcycle, his motorbike, his scooter, delivers the food to them, hot or cold. And uh, we see that going on also in North America. That's what that's all about. Now, I was telling you about many Japanese people don't have any time for Jesus Uh, They don't have any time for his church. And so we don't know for sure, but maybe that Japanese lady is walking by that church building with the notices about the church ministries in the um, display case. Maybe she walks by that display case every day. I don't know. It wouldn't be surprising, though, that if she was to walk by that church regularly, she would never read what's in that showcase because she's simply not interested. That's fine. So we want to pray for the persons of Japan to become interested in Jesus and seek him and find him, that they would have salvation. The next slide I want to show you is a pastor and his wife. This pastor and his wife uh, have served the Lord in Japan a lot of years. You can see they're probably maybe in their 70s. I'm I'm not sure. But... um, The pastors of the churches in Japan are getting older and older and older, and there's not young pastors to take over for them in the churches. So another way to pray for Japan 
is that God would save um, young men and that they would be called of God to be pastors in Japanese churches. Uh, it's really because, uh, two things, because Japanese, um, the life expectancy of Japanese people is long. People live a long time. And Japanese married couples don't have many children because they think they can't afford to have many children. You've got a low birth rate. You've got um, a long life expectancy, and that's combining to make a crisis, a big problem for churches in Japan. So as you think about the churches in Japan, I encourage you to pray for young pastors to take over from this man and his wife because um, they have served the Lord well, but they're getting tired and they're, they're older did you enjoy my photo essay from Japan? Good. I enjoyed telling you. And how about we pray for the Japanese before you go back to your seats, okay? And the grown-ups can pray with us too. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for teaching us about another country. I pray, Lord, that people will come in Japan to see their need of Jesus and would find relief for all the pressures that drive them so hard. We pray they would find the true God of the Bible and not be tied into Buddha worship. And we pray, Lord, that those trying to get to the youth of Japan would know how to bring the gospel to devices that the young people read and, and view, and to understand that they're probably going to have to go to the young people and not expect the young people to go to the church. Lord, please raise up some more pastors for the churches in Japan. And we ask this in Jesus' name and for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen. Thank you, boys and girls. You can go back to your parents. Oh, thank you, Adam. Thank you.